Welcome to the Branches Podcast. Following the lead of Jesus, we seek to embrace people regardless of their background or their present ground in the hope they find holy ground. We are a church for people who don't go to church. If you'd like to learn more about the reckless love of Jesus or our community of faith, please visit our website at branchesoc.com. Good morning. So I've just giving you the heads up ahead of time that I'm very congested. So you're getting lounge voice this morning, so it's going to be kind of deep, and if you're visiting, that's not normal. Um, I'm pretty excited about this series because of what it can do, so I'm going to ask a few things for you, not only for this week, but for the following two weeks. If you could, there should be a card. We made sure there are extra cards, and it has notes on there. Can you just grab that, hold it up to make sure they actually got there? Paper that said notes, and there should be plenty of pens, so grab one of those too. I want you to take a lot of notes. Now, you can take them for yourself, but I especially want you to take them for somebody else. Because what's going to happen is, as you go through these notes, you're going to go, oh, I need to share this with somebody. And then that way you have what was shared. So take that. If you do notes some other way, then do that. But that's what those cards are for. Um, so most people, you, I'm sure you all have your goals for 2020. Most people, there's a few ones that always pop up. They want to get their money right. They want to um, uh, slow down, and they want to lose weight. So I'm going to help you lose weight over the next three weeks. Um, But it's a different kind of weight. We're going to be talking about forgiveness, Um, what it is, what it isn't, and why it matters. And so for this morning, we're going to talk about just what it is. And to help us get started on that idea and that reality, let's talk about situations where you need forgiveness or where you have to forgive someone else. So I'm going to give you the question here in a second, but I want to give you some, some things to jog your mind to think in your own life, because the question that you're going to have is, oh, I'm so used to being over here, but we moved it over here. Um, the question is, what memorable childhood event comes to mind of you or someone else needing forgiveness? So I want you to think when you were a kid, it could be you or it could be someone else, they did something where they needed forgiveness or something was done to you where you needed to forgive someone. So for example, two short examples in my life, if I were in one of the groups, I would say one of them for me was when I was probably somewhere between five and seven, you know how you don't really know when you're that age, what age you were. I was walking through the grocery line with my mom and she was in front and all the good stuff is to the right. It's always been that way. So they're checking out, and I'm looking at all the good stuff, and I went, that looks good. I want that. So I grabbed it, and it wasn't even something good like a payday bar, which I like back then. It was some kind of square, red, round, chocolate, marshmallow-filled thing, but I didn't really read that much. It just looked pretty. So I grabbed it, put it in my pocket. We went out, got into the car, and then I'm, I'm in the back just eating this thing. And my mom knows that we didn't buy that. She's like, where'd you get that? I go, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I came up with some lie. She made me go all the way back in. We'd already driven some distance, by the way. Turned back around, made me say a bunch of stuff, and then I kind of blacked out all the stuff she did to me later as punishment. But I needed forgiveness, and so she sent me in to ask for forgiveness from the store. Pretty cool. Now, there was a time where it happened to me. Luckily, I'm not one of your groups to share this. I'm just going to share it in front of the whole group. In Spanish class, uh, I think it was like junior high, and the teacher said, oh, you need to stand up to answer this, whatever. So I stood up. I'm speaking in Spanish. And this girl goes, tee, and 
pulls my pants down, and I'm just standing in my tidy whities because that's what we used to wear back then. And I'm standing right there, and I was like, whoa, my legs shot out. I'm trying to pull it up. Oh, Tammy Baden, that was her name. That girl needed some forgiveness, and I was not willing to give it because I didn't understand this. So we're going to get into this, but those are examples of situations because I want to look at this. If you want to get super heavy, that's your choice because you don't have much time, but just I want to get us prime the pump of a childhood time when you needed to be forgiven or forgiveness needed to be given or maybe it's somebody else, okay? So groups of like three or four or five, if you're visiting here and you're like, what are we doing? This is what we do. Okay, so getting those groups, probably just around you. We're not gonna do the two-road challenge right now. Obviously, meet the people next to you. I'll give you a few minutes to answer that question. Can you put that back up? Awesome, all right? That's what you guys do. Most of you have heard from before. You know what we're doing. So we're not, we're not going through a book of the Bible like we try to do a lot. Um, we're going to look at just a few verses over the next three weeks. Um, I wanted to sit, but I'm just too short, and I can't go all the way up there, so we'll see how much strength I have to stand the entire time. Um, Jesus, we know forgiveness is a big thing because Jesus expected it daily when his students, his apprentices said, look, how do we, we know we pray every day, but how do we pray? Because you're supposed to teach us to pray. You're the rabbi. You're, you need to teach us, Lord. And he said, this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, I'm assuming most of you know this prayer, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. Now, the prayer goes on, but we're going to stop here. So this forgiveness, this concept of what it means to forgive, it's meant to be done daily. But we don't really know what it means. So the focus for this morning is to define what is forgiveness. And there's so many ways to do that, but um, I want to give you some pictures And then we're going to get into God's word and see how Jesus defined what it looks like to forgive. Like, what is happening when forgiveness is given? Because there's a lot of things that it isn't that we think it is. Well, I can't forgive that person because that means this. So we're going to get into it a little deeper, but I want to give you a picture of it. And so there was a um, a friend of mine, actually two of them, and uh, we did Young Life for a long time. Uh, My wife and I and a bunch of people that are actually here, we did it together. And one of my favorite kids. Um, I spent a lot of time with him, and then this girl that was in the, in the youth group as well, she was there, and so they started liking each other, but then they didn't date, and he dated this other girl, and then as time went on, they started dating, and then he was in college, and they were really involved with each other, but he just, he just didn't want to make the commitment, so while he was in college, she said, okay, look, I understand, but I'm going to move on. He's like, what? So I got this phone call from him, what do I do? What do I do? I go, Buddy, you know what you should have done. Like, you've been dating her since high school. She's worth it. And so he shifted some, not just me, but everybody that knew him kind of said that to him. And so a guy that was typically unwilling to rally, rallied, and they got married, and I was able to, I had the honor of standing there as they walked down the aisle. And then they had a kid, and they had another kid, another kid. Pretty soon, they're up to like five kids. But life happened. And something horrible happened, and I got a call in the, um, late 
and it said, hey, Steve was just hit by a car, a drunk driver, we think. And so this was a few years ago, and he still has brain trauma where he can't interact very well with anyone. And so Lori, his wife, has these five kids, and a lot of you know them. A lot of you may have grown up with them. And she... Um, we said, people always ask, why do bad things happen? And yet, we shared a few weeks ago, we don't know why, but we know that God, our relationship with him, our closeness becomes so much more when we go through those difficult times. There's only been a few times in my life that I have felt clearly in the presence of God, and it was always through suffering and difficulty. And um, Lori has, well, this video popped up. Steph told me about it. And um, it was a little much for me to handle at first because I couldn't quite grasp it all in. But um, she's walking with her kids and they're going to bring gifts to the man that hit Steve, the kids and the mom. So can you turn the sound up a little bit on that one? Now... On her Instagram page, which is where she posted this, um, farther down in the comments in another post of, of them forgiving this man, uh, this lady, I, th I think it's a lady, because her, this is what she said, because when you look at this picture, it's beautiful, but also there's a twinge in each of us, it's like, did he really earn that? Like, is that really okay? I mean... Really? We're just going to forgive that guy? You're going to have these kids? I mean, that's their dad. And so this lady kind of laid it all out, and she says, this is actually disturbing. Drunk drivers do not deserve forgiveness. They need a harsh, real punishment, not just slaps on the wrist. And then she went on and on. And, and so what I want us to do this morning as we look at forgiveness, I want to make it real. I want us to be honest with what's going on inside of us. Well, we're going to depend on God's word to define for us what forgiveness looks like, what it is and what it isn't. And um, because I know that I don't have what it takes to make that happen, uh, I'm going to pray for us. Father, I ask that your truth would be what we hear this morning and that you would help us with forgiveness in our life. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, when I thought about teaching through this, it was one of those times where it came on like a, a huge weight. Like, this has to be taught. I don't know why. My assumption is when God usually does this, if he puts somebody on my, on my heart um, and I call them or interact with them, like, how did you know? I'm like, I have no clue. And so when it comes on this heavy, my assumption is in this room and in the next couple weeks there's going to be people here that are like, I needed to hear that. And there's probably a lot of people like, I don't want to hear this because you don't want to forgive or you don't want to be forgiven because you just can't handle it. I mean, what was it like for that guy? Like how, I mean, we're thinking about the kids. What about for him knowing, like watching these kids walk up? How do you face that? And then Lori and, and the kids, I mean, and each of us, when we wrestle with this question, we're like, well, are there such things as unforgivable sins? Are there things that we have done or other people have done where you're like, oh, yeah, we ain't forgiven that one? Or what needs to happen for there to actually be forgiveness? How do we know it's forgiveness? 
Does there need to be a change in behavior? Is it possible to forgive but also punish them? And so the way to get to these answers is to look into God's word. So um, if you could turn with me to Luke 23. Um, I want you to think of a time where Jesus had things thrown at him, where he was put in a situation that wasn't fair and that wasn't right, where basically almost like, I don't know what your examples were, but to use my example, where someone stole from him or where someone basically just took his clothes and just said, aha, like to hurt him, to embarrass him, to shame him. And it was on the cross. And so while he's on the cross, he says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. So he's talking to the Father, saying, Father, forgive them. And what we're going to look at is what is he asking the Father? Because the word that he uses there is the word that's used all through the New Testament. And it means to release or to let go. So, for example, if I were to release um, a baseball, I could just drop it or I could throw it, but I'm letting go of it. I have it in my hand, and I'm going to let go of it. To release, imagine like holding your, if you had my dog, my little poncho, and you're holding him, and if you were to let go, he's going to take off. It's like you're letting it go. That's what it means. But when you look at this, you think of that snowball that you let go, or you think of, um, you know, dropping the baseball or whatever is that idea of forgiving. What are you letting go of? What is he asking the Father to release these people from? And, and we don't really know exactly who he's talking to. Of course, the Romans have him up on the cross, but then the disciples have scattered, and then he also has the thieves on either side of him. So, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. When you are releasing someone, when you're forgiving them, you're forgiving them because they owe you. There's a debt. Remember, in, you know when we always do the, well, not always, but when we do the Lord's Prayer together, and we get to that part in the prayer, Father, forgive us for, and you don't know which word we're going to use, Right? You know what I'm talking about? Some of you might have grown up Catholic and there's just a way you do it and that's how you stick to it. And in other churches, you're like, how are they gonna do this? Forgive us our trespasses? Are we doing that one? Are we doing the debts? Or are we doing the sins? Forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. Or forgive us our sins. Like you don't wanna jump out and say the wrong word. But in the scripture, there's two places in Matthew and Luke where that prayer is recorded. And in it, it's used differently, but the word means the same thing. It means debt. So, for example, in this one, and in Luke, forgive us our sins, and a sin means to do the wrong thing, to miss the mark, to steal the chocolate. Forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And in Matthew, it says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And so the word there, what Jesus is saying, he wants the Father to let go of or release the people from, to release us from, is from our debts. And so the word forgive also means to release claim. 
So I'm sure you've all been in a situation where someone owes you money and they just don't pay you back. And as they're not paying you back, you're like, why don't you pay me back? And most people will bring it up. Some people are very direct. Some people are passive aggressive. Some people write notes. Some people tell somebody else, hey, can you tell them? Or they make it so obvious that everybody comes to that person because we didn't have the courage to tell them ourselves, hey, you owe me this money, so I can't tell you that, so I'm going to tell everyone else, and I know it'll get back to you. However you do it, you know that they owe you something. That is what Jesus is talking about. And so when we talk about a debt being paid, and we talk about Jesus dying for our sins, it means he dies for what we owe. Because when there is a sin, there is a debt. That's the way this works. It's always the case. So it has to be paid. Um, I think I share a little bit of this on Christmas Eve. I'm now uh, in Netflix world, but not really my choice in Netflix world for the most part. It's my wife's choice in Netflix world. And so she's got to watch all these things that are coming up for the Golden Globes. So I'm watching this show called The Kaminsky Method. And in it, there's these two old guys, Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin. Is that who the other guy is? Okay, thank you. And so Michael Douglas ends up going, what, I have to pay taxes? So he had to pay taxes on this uh, acting school he had, and he owed $300,000, or it was going to shut down. He, did not, he doesn't make any money. He used to be an actor. He makes nothing now in the show. And so his buddy is an agent. And so Alan Arkin is the agent. And he comes and says, I'll just take care of that debt for you. And he's actually doing it because he wants to make him feel bad. But then he realizes, no, I, I need to do it for the right reasons. And he goes, I'm just giving it to you with no strings attached. And Michael Douglas just can't handle that. Like, no, I need to earn this, and I'm going to pay you $1,000 every month. And Alan Harkin's like, do the math, man. We're like almost 80. That's like 30 years. That's not going to happen. And then, but it's the idea of that is what Jesus is asking the Father to do when he says to forgive, to release them of their debt, of the claim that God would have on us. And yet, what God is also asking us to do in forgiveness is that as we have, notice in the prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors, those who owe us. And I have no doubt that when you go to bed at night, consistently, there's debtors that are going through your head. Like, I can't believe, when are they going to pay me back? And we're not talking about money, are we? This could look, take on so many different forms. Some of them are not so serious, and some are very serious, and some of us are we blow it off, and some of us are so sensitive we can't let go, but it's always there. It's always there, lingering. So when we talk about forgiveness, what it is, it means to release someone else, to ask them to let go. You're just saying, okay, here you go. I release you. I let go of you of what you owe me. And the only one that can really pay the price is the Lord, but I have to pay a price because to let go, this is not easy. Because I've got my pride or whatever else it is, you're letting go of it. So forgiveness always costs. It's not like you just, so to get more into the details of that, I want us to talk about what forgiveness is not. Because that will help us to see how simple forgiveness is. Not that it's easy, but that it's simple. So this is what forgiveness is not. It's not ignoring what happened. 
It's not like, hey, just walk on me. I forgive everyone. That's not forgiveness. So it's not ignoring. It's definitely not forgetting. I mean, going back to, to, to Lori's situation, they're not forgetting. It's like, oh, whatever. I'll just let it go. I'm not going to think about it anymore. That's not forgiveness. It's not condoning or excusing. We had a significant amount of money stolen from us at one time. And I remember telling the Lord, hey, no, 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 no. This, we're going to get this money back. And the Lord was like, let it go. So, Lord, I don't know if you know how finances work, but that's a significant amount of money. And we need that for retirement and for our kids. And da, 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 da. Let it go. Doesn't mean you condone and say, hey, no big deal. That's okay. I, I approve of what you did. It doesn't mean you approve of what happened when you forgive. And we get these confused. So you need to separate all, this th all these things. In fact, write these down because you're going to need them later. It is not tolerating or allowing further abuse. You forgive as Jesus was telling to one of the disciples, hey, how many times should I forgive? I'm going to forgive seven times. And Jesus said, that's, okay, that's pretty cool, but no. Seventy times seven, or some people say 70 times seven. Anyways, it's pretty much endless. But that doesn't mean you endlessly allow further abuse. It's different. Letting go, we do all the time. But you don't put yourself into a position of receiving more abuse. That's not what forgiveness is. And this one is important. It doesn't always mean reconciliation or restoration of a relationship. You can forgive without being the way it used to be. Does that make sense? Because unfortunately, restoration and reconciliation, there have to be two people willing to participate in that. I have someone in my family, I was like, like I want us to work on I want us, and so I, I was talking to that person, and I'm like, well, let's meet with a counselor or some other party just to help us to see clearly. And I, I said, I know I've made a lot of mistakes, and I know you have. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What mistakes have I ever made? I haven't done anything wrong. I went, never. And I've known this person 50 years. <laughs> what, what have I ever done? I've never made a mistake in 50 years. And at that point, I realized, oh, my gosh, we're not going to have restoration. We're not going to have reconciliation. And so forgiveness and restoration, reconciliation, they're different. They can work together, but it has to come from both sides, where there's a willingness on both sides to let go and to release. So forgiveness doesn't mean reconciliation or restoration. We hope to get to that point, but it's not always that way, because forgiveness is a decision that one person makes. If it's made on both sides, then you can move towards restoration or reconciliation. But sometimes it's just one person letting go. And it's not returning to the way that things were. And it's not ignoring, forgetting, condoning, or excusing. But here at the bottom, the offender doesn't escape consequences or justice. God says, put these things in my hands. You let go. There's always a price being paid when we do this. 
Now this is, I want to try to describe this in a way that makes sense. Because as we look at this and we see what forgiveness is and what it's not, I want to bring us back to a real life situation. I want to bring us back to Lori's situation. So I spoke with her yesterday or the day before, I can't remember, I said, can I have permission to share this? And I almost thought about asking her to come, but I didn't want to put too much on her. And um, she said, yes, go ahead. I want people to share because I want you to share, and we continue to share this because we want to see the miraculous, supernatural things that God does with forgiveness. And so she had written him a letter, uh, the person that was drunk that night. She says, Timothy, I'm only going to choose selected parts of this because it's, well, it's long. Timothy, I forgive you. I hope that you learn through this life-altering accident. I pray that you grow in your faith and knowledge of him. I want you to know the love God has for you is immeasurable. He wants to change your life and do good things through you. He wants to graciously take you from the man you used to be to a new creation in him with the Holy Spirit filling your body to go and love others. It is now between you and God. I bless you and mercifully release you into his authority. He sent his beloved son Jesus to die on the cross for you too. I pray that you accept that. I'm mad. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not mad at you as a human being. I am so mad at the devil for afflicting you and tormenting you to drive you to these dark places and in turn cause more pain into someone else's life. But I choose to see you through the eyes of our Father in heaven. God loves you just as much as he loves us. I don't know what happened to you, but I'm sure sorry for the pain that it has caused you. I pray for the darkness to leave your life. You do not need to live with these addictions or any afflictions. Jesus has already paid the price, the debt, for you to be healed. And then she goes down at the end and says, today I choose to not be mad or bitter. I choose grace. I choose forgiveness. Forgiveness is a choice. If we want to know what forgiveness is, it's to let go, it's to release someone of a debt that they owe These are things that it isn't, but when to do that, it has to be a decision and a choice. Now, this situation is obvious. Like, for example, there may be someone that you feel has harmed you, but they're like, what did I do? For whatever reason, you're not on the same page. Tim and Lori are on the same page here, and so she releases him. But there are going to be people in your life that don't want to hear that. Or you know that if you go and talk to them, it's just awkward because they would have no idea. And you're like, I can't really work through this. Or, but you know that you need to let go. You know that they are living rent-free or this situation, more than their humanity, the situation is living rent-free in your head. And it's circling all the time and affecting you day in and day out, some more intensely than others. But when we choose, make the choice to forgive We're choosing to open up the doors and let this out. Let it out of our lives. I thought, I think I'm pretty good with everybody. And then I realized there's certain people, and there's not many of them, 
None of you are here, because if you were, I promise I would go and talk to you. Um, but if there was someone that I needed to say, hey, I've got to forgive you, I would go to them. And there's one person in particular that I thought of, and I thought, wow, that person has no idea. And I didn't realize that I needed to forgive them, but their, their name would pop up, and something would go in my heart like, Ugh. you know what I'm saying? When you hear that certain name, and there's not positivity associated with that, why? Usually because you feel hurt or you feel like they hurt someone else and you haven't forgiven them for that debt. Usually that's what it can come back to. And so like yesterday, I was like, Lord, why, I, help me to forgive, help me to let go, release. And yet it would be awkward if I went and talked to this person, especially since they're not even in the state. <laughs> but this idea, it's, this is difficult. So that's why we're going to take a few weeks to go through it. But I want to give us a picture of why. Although we're going to really hit why we need to forgive next week and why we need to ask for forgiveness, because we always leave that part out. We can easily focus on what we need to forgive others for, but there's a lot that we need to ask for forgiveness from. We don't usually look at that part, but we will in the next few weeks. But I want you to think of, we've all had this situation where in your home, you've had an animal that somehow gets into your house, right? Sometimes it's a mice, sometimes it's rats, Sometimes it's birds. Our house, we get it all. We've had pigeons. We've had doves. Um, we had a large dog just start racing through our house, and all the doors were closing. Like, get it all! You've been in that situation before where there's some animal in your house, and you can't. So what are you supposed to do? Just this last week, uh, my daughter's like, oh, my gosh, there's a bird in our house. And they're like, bang, 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 you know, banging up against the window. And you're thinking, that's so dumb, you're so dumb, get out. And so you're opening up the windows and you're trying to like grab the broom and every time you try to do something, it's like, whoa. But if you let that animal stay in your house, your house is going to get wrecked. It's a, like you don't let, it, it makes no sense to let it stay there, right? And yet it's the same with forgiveness. You've got this hurt trapped in the house and you're like, oh, I'm not letting you go. You're staying right here. You're, you're hurting yourself in this situation. We're going to really start to unpack forgiveness. You're drinking the poison. This not forgiving is actually punishing you. You got to open it up and let it go. Release for your sake. When God says that we need to forgive, it's not because just for the other person. It's for us as well. God's commands are for our benefit. As we said with finances, it's the same with this. God doesn't need something from you. He, needs, he wants something for you. This teaching on forgiveness that he gives us, do this every day, is because he loves us. And he also loves the person that you're unwilling to forgive and vice versa. So we're about to do um, communion together. And I want to give some basic guidelines for communion. First, logistics. Um, sounds weird to have logistics, but when you go to the communion tables, go this way. Everybody exit this way, and then you come back. Otherwise, it's like, oh, sorry, oh, and you all run into each other. So we'll go out this way. But during communion, I want you to do this. I want you to think, I want you to think of that person, that situation, that bird 
in your house that you're unwilling to forgive. And I want you to think of that person and I want you to talk to the Lord and say, Lord, can you help me? Can you help me to let go and to release? Or maybe you're like, I can't think of anybody. And you're like, Lord, can you give me clarity? Who, and not, it's not even the hue because it's the humanity. You give them their humanity back when you forgive them for their activity. When you give them for what they did. I mean, that's what we do. That's what we as followers of Jesus do. And so when we give them back their humanity, we also give ourselves back our humanity. But we've got to let go of not them, but the debt. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like we had a person that um, we co-signed on a loan for, and they reneged, and there was $8,000 just sitting there. I was like, oh, they're not going to pay us back. What we forgave was them, but we let go of the money. Does that make sense? We're not letting go of them like, bye-bye. But we're letting go of that. And so maybe there's some piece of money or some betrayal or some lie or whatever it is or they hurt your feelings. And during this communion, we do this in remembrance of him, his body which was broken for us and his blood which was shed for us. And all of that was done because a price had to be paid for debt. And when we look at what God has forgiven us of, it makes it a lot easier for us to forgive others. So think of who that is, that situation, and let go of that situation. Let it go. doesn't mean you let go of the person, but let go, open up the doors. So these next two songs, and with the worship team, and with the, um, the hula dancers, and this is really cool, by the way. i got to share this before I walk off. So I was talking to the, the dancers, and like, well, we, sorry, but we had to change a few of the dances. I was like, okay, because I didn't know what the dances were before. But she said, well, when we knew what the message was, we had to change some of the dances. These dances are a message. It's not just, hey, what's up? I'm doing these moves. You know, it's like there's a message in them. And so they said, no, this is the message that we want to share because it's about, well, I don't know if they're going to share what it's about, but it goes with what we're talking about this morning. So like uh, Uncle Glenn and Auntie Joyce said, this is worship, and we want to invite you into it. So um, during these two songs at any time, um, is it just Joey? You've got a lot of people by yourself, dude. <laughs> Don't ar- <laughs> Actually, Conrad, can you help Joey? Our high schoolers are always with us the first uh, Sunday of the month. You got this, Conrad. I know you do, bro. Um, so uh, Joey will have the bread, and Conrad will have uh, the drink, and uh, you'll take the bread which was broken for you, and you'll dip it into the drink, which is the blood that was shed for you. Um, So let me pray for us. Father, this is hard. There's a lot of pain in this room. This is not easy. And so it's going to take us a while to really unpack what this looks like. So for the next few weeks, help us, Lord. Give us eyes to see, hearts to understand. And show us how to have the same attitude that you did. Who, being a very nature God, didn't take advantage of that, but you humbled yourself. Teach us how to humble ourselves and to let go. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.